Okay, we on? Welcome back to part two of how to interpret dreams and visions. I trust you were blessed in the first part and we'll carry on from... We just finished off here with the verses from Hebrews 15, which talks about they have their senses exercised. And just want to recap on that, that we have a responsibility here you know, to practice. And this is what, through practice, this is really how you learn. Um, I told you about the book, The Divinity Code, and I recommend for you to buy that. If you would like to get a copy of my notes, um, if you give me your email, you can just send me on WhatsApp your email address, then um, I will uh, send it out to you. I have also compiled myself a little um, translation uh, with some key things. I have transportation, so I have got like aeroplane can signify church, ministry, movement, cooperation. The bigger uh, that the plane is, the more people, so the bigger the ministry or the bigger the organization. A car usually talks about you, your job or your personal ministry. A convertible car, open heaven, the no block is here and from God. A bus, again, could represent a church and a ministry. You should pay attention to who's on the bus because that will be a key. And so it goes on, truck, lorry, tractor, bicycle, and I have a whole list. And if you want that as well, I'd be happy to send you a soft copy. Buildings, all the different kinds of buildings, clothing, animals... Um, weather, body body, this is quite interesting to pay attention to so your thighs usually represents faith, nose discernment, we covered that already hand relationship or direction the arm, strength or faith, teeth very often represents wisdom or understanding. Wisdom teeth is the ability to understand spiritual things. A beard, maturity. Hair, wisdom and anointing. Nakedness, humility and transparency. You know, sometimes you have a dream and you're maybe part naked or something and you're like, oh, I don't want to tell that dream to anybody. But that's what it represents because it's symbolic. Um, humility. Neck, stubbornness. Stiff-necked, stiff-necked people. The side, vulnerability of a friend. Fingers, fivefold ministry. Thumb, apostle. The pointing finger is the prophet. The middle finger is the evangelist. Reaches the highest heights. Yes. And the ring finger is the pastor and the index finger is the teacher. So these are all all um, things to remember. I remember that uh, I had a dream many years ago and in the dream we were playing with string and tying it and making a bow on the finger and I had put one string on and made a nice bow and I'm looking and I'm thinking that's pretty and I looked at my friend but she had made several and I'm like whoa yeah, you, you can have more than one 
She said, yeah, look, I've got this, 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 and this. And I thought, that's a weird dream. And then when I went to the dream interpretation class, of course they said, no, that's not a weird dream. These fingers, this is what they represent. And it's about the fivefold ministry. And the Lord is saying, you don't need to limit yourself to one. Absolutely. You don't need to limit yourself to one. See how a simple dream, such a profound message from the Lord. I love it. I love it. Weather. Storms, light storms, then it's usually from God and it means change. Dark storms usually means it's from the enemy. Um, clouds and tornadoes are kind of similar. The wind very often is the Holy Spirit, as you know, probably. Um, rain, similar to the storms, depending whether it's light or whether it's dark. Earthquake can talk about judgment or shaking. That's what the world's going through just now, isn't it? Big shaking. Snow, refreshing, or righteousness. If it's on the road, it could be an obstacle, but, you know, he washes us sin white as snow, so it's talking about uh, righteousness. Animal. You want to hear about animals? Snake. A snake uh, usually is not good, huh? Because they represent the enemy. We can also represent a lie, because it's got a long tail. The longer, the more destructive. A white snake could be a spirit of religion or cult. A horse usually represents power, a movement of God. An ox or a cow is a substance, slow, small change. A rat represents disease or sin because it can also be deceit. Disease and deceit. A spider usually is talking about an occult attack. Spider web is a trap or a place of demonic attack. B is painful, strong demonic attack. Flies usually talks about demons or occult activity. Wolves, false authority or teaching, picking on the weak. Frog can represent lust. A monkey can represent mockery. Black panther, a high level of witchcraft or occult activity. Sheep. Humility, submission, sacrifice, prosperity, responsibility. A goat, lack of discernment, blessing or abundance. A donkey, gentle strength or burden bearer or stubborn. A tiger, soul power, kind of negative. Octopus, Jezebel spirit. Alligator, big mouth and aggressive. Elephant, big issue, great impact. A whale, Emphasize things of the spirit, big impact. A bear can be judgment, it can be strength, and can also be negative and be demonic. Polar bear, something being polarized into two camps. Cats, independent thinking, mind of their own. A black cat, witchcraft. A mule, stubborn. Eagle, prophetic or prophetic calling. So some of these people are already um, be familiar with. But uh, as I said earlier on, if you look it up in the book, you would find a much wider range. This is just like maybe the most prominent um, symbolic. But it's not always like that. It's not a one-to-one that you can say it's always one of these. So I've got to be people of the Holy Spirit because he is the revealer of all things and he tells us. But these are just helpful tools to help us. So as I said, I'll be happy to, to, to send that out and share it. Here we have Billy Graham preaching. 
in South, Af uh, South America and Louis Palau is interpreting for him. Now when Louis Palau is interpreting, he is not expected to preach his own sermon. Right? <laughs> and so, when we translate other people's dreams, remember God gave them the dream and therefore um, it is not for us to add or subtract. Just interpret the dream as it stands. Sometimes we find that when we interpret it, it's sort of like not really making much sense. It just seems to be like a half of a thing. And so to us, it feels a bit uncomfortable. But God always knows what he's doing. And then when you pass it to the dream, or they go, ah, it means something to them. So we just trust God. It's the same, isn't it, when you give a prophetic word. You might just have one word. And you say it to them, and they, and they are amazed. Because it's between them and God. So trust God. Trust the Holy Spirit. He knows what he's doing. And it always works. God is speaking directly. And the correct interpretation will resonate in people's hearts. They will know if they are... If they indicate that it doesn't make any sense, then maybe have a talk to the person and, and go over to see, did you miss some of the dream? Or, you know, maybe you've, you've made a mistake in the interpretation. God speaks all the time in dreams. I think our problem is to have the correct interpretation. This is the same with pictures. You know, the prophetic is flowing, people are getting pictures. But are we getting the correct interpretation? This is what I believe God is talking to us about today. To sharpen our tools. Because he is looking to really express himself through these dreams and through these visions. And he's wanting us to sharpen up. Many people get pictures. Many people get dreams. But at the moment it's still few that can give accurate Holy Spirit interpretation and that is what we are aiming at not that we are perfect but the Holy Spirit is and he will, wants to use us in that because um, God really wants there's the phone there on the picture God wants to talk to you God wants to talk to people he talks all the time let's talk a little bit about colours and then numbers and then we're also going to go through a lot more examples because that's really how you learn. So, this is just at a high level. On the list I sent out, there's more, and in the book there's much more detail. Um, white, as you probably know, white usually is a good thing. It usually represents the spirit of the Lord as purity. We talked about white as snow. And... Um, and it talks about the holiness of God. But every color also has a negative meaning. So it could be because, remember the scripture teaches us that the devil will appear, appear as if he is a light angel, you know, an angel of light. 
So it could be like a religious spirit. There's always the possibility that it's the negative side. Um, but other than that, white is, um, is, is symbolic of holiness and of God. And then red, which very often is in the dreams, can represent the bloodshed for sin and therefore represent redemption and the power of it. But they can also represent sin, anger, war. Protection. Bloodshed, bloodshed, basically. Yeah, so there's, yeah, there's the, the two sides. Um, I had a friend that visited and she said, can you help me interpret this dream? So this elderly gentleman had this dream and he dreamt that he came in and he sat down in the church. And as he was sitting on the bench, his sister sat in the row behind him. Now in real life, his sister was dead. She was deceased. But in the dream, she was still alive. So she sat behind him, and then, then she got up, and she walked briskly right up in the front to the altar of the dream, and she was wearing a red suit. That was her dream. That was his dream. And it was really sticking with him, and he kept asking, what does this dream mean? What does this dream mean? And... And I'm looking at it, and I'm looking up in books, and I just couldn't get head or tail. And then I was praying and saying, Holy Spirit, you need to help me, because obviously you really, really want to speak to this man. And the scripture came to me that boldly we approach the throne of grace. So these loud steps that she was walking towards the front of the church was representing approaching the throne of grace the altar on the front of the church. So the Lord was saying to this man, your sister was covered with the blood of Jesus because she was wearing a red suit. She can walk and she walked boldly in front of my throne of grace. And so of course the Lord is saying, I am inviting you to do the same. See? 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 Such a powerful dream so she had we on a red suit and it was just representing that her she had experienced the cleansing of sin through the blood of Jesus um, green green of course we know in the natural is one of the best colors it's very relaxing for the eye God has made all the fields green and the forest and everything so it's, it's representing growth prosperity conscious life fruitfulness but on the negative, it can be envy, jealousy, and pride. Blue, usually is the revelation, heavenly things, Holy Spirit things. But on the negative, it can be like depression. Gold, holy, the glory of God. But on the negative, it could be idolatry. Silver is redemption. But on the negative, it could be slavery or legalism. Purple. Usually it's royalty and authority, but the negative it could be like false authority. Brown usually is compassion or humility, but on the negative side it could be humanism. So these are just some colours. There's more on the sheets which um, I, I can hand out to or send to you. So when you have a dream, Afterwards, after you've written the dream down and you're starting to um, ask the Holy Spirit what it means, think about if there are any key colours. 
It's like in a man's dream. It just stood out to him. My sister was sitting behind me. She was wearing a red suit. This is kind of what he said. He didn't talk about the colour of the bench, the seats, or the church. Just the fact that she was wearing a red suit. That's the one thing that stood out. So usually it's maybe one or two colours that stand out in a dream. Not a hundred. Colours. Let me just say. God speaks in colour. God is creator. The enemy is an imitator. Yes, you know that. The enemy is an imitator and he cannot create. His dreams, when he gives nightmares to people, are black and white. So very often when people ask for something to be interpreted but it was scary to them, I'll ask them, do you remember any colours in the dream? And just the fact that they remember some colours tells me it might be a bit scary, but it was God. So that's, that's, because God is so creative. Now, um, because we've um, done ministry to people that come in from the street, we have had people that come in and, you know, just two seconds into the dream, you realize this is not a God dream, it's a demonic attack because it's totally pulling them apart and it just has doesn't have the flavour of God at all. So really you don't need a lot of discernment to know that. But but then when and they're just scared out of the way. And when that happens, uh, usually, you know, without scaling them more, you know, we would just uh, offer to pray over them if they wish and say, you know, that Jesus doesn't wants to set you free from that. So there's an opportunity to minister even if they have dark dreams. Now, people that have dark dreams, you maybe sometimes have young Christians or people that are searching and they have dark dreams. Um, that would be an indication that they've opened the door somewhere. You know, people that are sitting watching horror movies, they are opening doors for darkness, you understand? It is not just a bit of fun. There can be demons attached to things like that. Now, I'm not suggesting it's absolutely every movie. I'm talking about real horror movies, okay? Um, so these are things that we need, to be, we need to be responsible what we allow our eyes to see. The Bible teaches us that. And those that are parents, I urge you to take responsibility for what you let your children see because you, God is holding you accountable for what you let your children see. So, um, dark movies, horror movies, people that dabble in the occult, and these are all things that can open the door to the enemy, and therefore these people can have dark dreams. Um, so for these dark dreams, you would just explain to them and invite them to come closer to Jesus because that's where the protection is. Now, if they have been born again, then we do need to teach them how to walk with the Lord so they can start to shut these doors. The doors have to be shut. So, I think that's probably um, as much as I want to say because we're not here. We're here to celebrate the light. So, let's move on to numbers. Numbers are 
important in dreams. Because they're symbolic. Number one represents God, the beginning. God. God is one. So when there's one, it's, it's God. Two can represent multiplication or division, but they can also be witness. Send them out two by two. Three very often represents the Trinity. Four represents God's creative work, the rule and dominion. Five is grace and redemption. Six is humanity or man. Seven is perfection, fullness, completion. Eight is new beginning, teacher. Seven is judgment, evangelist. Um, Sorry, nine is judgment, evangelist. Ten, journey, wilderness, pastor. Eleven, transition, prophet. Twelve, a government, apostolic, apostle. That's just some of the numbers. So it's important to... Now, if you have a number, and I'll show you later in a dream, but there's multiple numbers, you maybe just look at each digit and say, there's a four, there's a five, there's a seven, rather than the whole number. Um, Because usually it might just be the digit rather than the whole number. But this all comes with experience as we go. Some other example to move you on in how to interpret. I mentioned it before, let me mention again, that when someone is dying, so a person in your dream is dying, that means something is coming to an end. It doesn't necessarily mean that person is dying, although it could be dying to self, sometimes it is, but it, It could be an issue, an era, it could be a job, a career that comes to an end. Because it's symbolic. If you dream that you've lost your wallet or your purse, I think that's quite a common dream for people to have. It could be that the dreamer has lost their identity or they've lost their purpose or their their favour. Because money talks about favour. The ability to get things. Or it could be that they're looking for their purpose or their identity. So it's, it's, it's symbolic again. Returning to past relationships. Sometimes in dreams, you're way, way back. And the dreamer is now in relationship with people they're no longer in relationship with. So that's going back. So this could be talking about the dream of falling back into old habits or old ways of thinking. Something from the past, something old. Your house represents the things in your life. You should notice, is the house the way it is today or is this the house the way it was 10 years ago? Or is it in the future? And where in the house are you? Are you up in the loft? Or are you in the the basement? And what is hidden? So all of these kind of helps to pinpoint where, what in your life it's talking about. If the house is really big, it could talk about Like a big household and therefore could represent the church or the family of God. 
vehicles, we, um, I mentioned a few of the vehicles, is usually what the dreamer is doing or created to do or currently is the purpose in life. So that could be, um, you know, you're a nurse, you're a bus driver, or your ministry, you know, you, you, you're called to street, street evangelism, um, it's, it's your ministry, you're called to speak hope to the lost. Horses appear quite often in dreams, not surprisingly, because they're in the scripture a lot, and it's always powerful and authority. Storms we covered already, if they're light and bright, it's from God. There can be storms where people, um, one of the children in the church had a dream and it was like such a storm or hurricane that they had to hang on to things not to be blown away. But I think in that particular dream, it was actually talking about the move of God that's coming. So it can seem really scary, but you see when when a, a real move of God comes, we... We, we, will, we will be blown away like that. You know, the wind of the Spirit will blow us away. We will not be in control. So we've got to remember that even although it can seem scary, and maybe not. Bathroom dreams. I have to mention about that. Because many people have dreams to do with bathrooms. You know, they're in the shower, they're in the toilet, whatever. And again, you think, oh, I don't want to tell anybody about that. This is kind of private. But the purpose of a bathroom is all to do the cleansing. When you go to the toilet, you're you're actually getting things out of your body that your body doesn't want anymore. So it can be like representing sin, getting rid of sin. So it's cleansing. You know, when you're in the shower and you wash your hair, it's to do the cleansing. So everything to do with bathroom is to do with cleansing. And if you have uh, dreams where you're, you're, you're in the toilet where everybody can see you, it can talk about, you know, the... Public, public humiliation, like that, that actually other people can see that you, it's this humility that comes into it. You're humbling yourself. You're humbling yourself and, and it's visible to others. So don't be embarrassed about bathroom dreams. We all have them. We all have them. <laughs> and it's symbolic. Okay, now we're going to move on and talk about the purpose of dreams. And the list is almost endless because we've established in the first section how dreams seems to be God's preferred way of speaking. So whatever he's going to talk to you about, a lot of it's going to come in dreams. And I've just tried to put various examples up here to widen your horizon how God speaks. Discernment. In this church we believe in casting out demons and sometimes when we are due to have appointments with people and I know that there will be deliverance required. In this particular time I said, God, I'm really, really desperate for increased discernment. Really, 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 really desperate. I'm asking you, show me, show me, show me, show me. That night I had a dream. And in the dream, 
God revealed what spirits we were to deal with. It took me some amount of studying and chewing it over to get the meaning of the dream. Part of the dream I am still chewing over. Right? Because we we see in part, we prophesy in part, we learn in part. But discernment, God answers prayer and he does it. And it's such a powerful way because then I knew I was not, this, is, this was, I didn't make any of this up. This was a God dream to me. It was him speaking. Because sometimes in discernment you think, was that just my own thoughts by looking at something in the natural but when the God gives you a dream, then you know for sure. Because you, your conscience is knocked out. So you're not interfering. Calling dreams. Really important. The unsaved people, they get calling dreams all the time. All the time. So very often, people have dreams about their natural father. But actually, the natural father is representing God the Father in the dream and it's God the Father saying, come, come, I'm inviting you, come, come, come. So a father in a dream can be the Father but he can also represent God the Father. Sometimes in dreams the Holy Spirit is represented as a woman a woman where um, you don't really see her face, you don't know who she is, but when you, when you think about her actions, she's always pointing to Jesus and helping along, and, and so it's representing the Holy Spirit, taking you by the hand, showing you where to 